Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend. Whenever it is, you might be sitting down to listen to this. Now, the Christmas season is, it's here basically. I mean, we're a few short weeks away from Christmas. December has kicked off. We are in to the swing of the holiday season. So hopefully you will grab yourself a a nice cup of hot chocolate, maybe a Christmas treat while you sit down to listen to this. This week on the podcast, I'm very stoked for my guest. This week, I am joined by Mikey Truth. Mikey, how are you doing, my man? Hey, how you doing, boss? How you doing, Big Blair? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I am doing great. Now, I, I got to be honest. The first time I saw you wrestle as a part uh, with Dynasty was an IWS show. And I mean, from the get-go, I mean, you guys just had it. Like, the charisma, the in-ring what has it been like working on those IWS shows? Because you you guys have been a part of quite a few of them. Oh yeah, oh, man, it's been a roller coaster ride. I tell you that. Uh, we came <laughs> in like Sway's been Sway Archer, who's a founding member of Dynasty. Sway's been at IWS. He's been there every so often. He's been getting little looks there, scramble matches, etc. Getting his opportunities there in IWS. But this is the first time that collectively all of us are there consistently. Mm-hmm. It all started on First Blood. First Blood was in Bain Mathieu. It was the first opportunity that we got to like really showcase our stuff. Pre-game match, uh, myself, Sway Archer, uh, Jackson Roy, you went in and we just did, a, did the deal in the trios match. And then since there, it's just like a test factor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How each level, it's like we leveled up each appearance that we did at uh, IWS following that. We made the appearance at the Olympia, which was amazing. This was the most we've ever wrestled in front of. Mm-hmm. We had tag match. This time it was myself and Jackson now. So it was doing his scramble match, his solo dolo mission. <laughs> <laughs> myself and Jackson just had to just carry the flag. And now it's up to us now. Because Sway's already made his impression with IWS. Now it's like me and Jackson, it's up to us to put to the test. Can we really do this? together as a tag team and like it's sink or swim at this point because if we flop <laughs> we ain't coming back <laughs> well <laughs> i mean captivated, captivated and we just took advantage of the opportunity at hand being able to work with nathan and, Su- and sunny uh, we've been building this feud in this program with them which has been amazing and getting the opportunity to showcase our stuff amongst them and along Side the IWS roster has been amazing, and the big test was that uh, the triple threat <laughs> wild match that we have with TDT, Animal, and uh, Sexy Eddie that was intense, and that's kind of like the stamp for us right there. That I was like, okay, these guys can really go. I it was after one of the matches, and I can't remember which one, but I, I remember tweeting out just like about how much I ended, how much I enjoyed the show, and I was like, I also put like I'm fully into the dynasty right now because like you guys just had it. Thank you for the support, man. Well, I mean, these IWS shows, they're on Fight Plus. So right then and there, like, you guys are being broadcast to a wide, a, like, a wide area with that. But then, 
with Crossbody Pro, I mean, the weekly YouTube shows, I mean, you've been featured on there as well. So how beneficial is having like the the TV, the pay-per-view? Because you're still working just the, the non-televised independent shows as well. Yeah, like we've been making arounds, for example, like our first set of like independent shows outside of the GTA, outside of Toronto area was with a promotion called PW called Pro Wrestling Eclipse. And we're the current uh, trios tag team champions there. And like we made an impression out there. And that's where we really like put everything to the test with dynasties. Like we had to like really step out of our element and step out of our comfort zone and get out of town and really see if this really works. And if it resonates with the crowd and it works with them, then we can definitely take this worldwide and do this whole world domination thing that we're trying mm-hmm. to do is our goal, right? So yeah, from that point on, doing those little indie shows and again, the opportunity to really tell our story within IWS and uh, Crossbody was now the next level because again, the amount of eyes that are watching, let alone with Crossbody, we have Veda Scott, who's so she's just all over the independence doing oh, yeah. commentary for everybody. And for her to have the opportunity the time to commentary for Crossbody and doing it for us, it means Oh, it means the world to me. It means the world mm-hmm. to me. On top of that, Speedball Mike Bailey, one of the best independent wrestlers in the world today. He's mm-hmm. calling our matches. He's on commentary team for Crossbody. So, like, the whole team for Crossbody, Big Ben, what he's has organizing out there in Cambridge has been a blessing, a big blessing. And a big shout-out to D. Smith because there's Derek who really took the flagship for us. I went out there when they had their showcase series, and I did a tag match with Derek again to see how this dynasty dynamic and building our chemistry amongst each other would work in front of this live crowd. And in that small studio crowd, which is very intimate, it's even more of a test because you can make a break. You're going to know, you're going to know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, Derek really took the, the leadership there and went on and did the whole season, the first season of uproar on his own and really made like the, the blueprint for us. And now, take over and season two has been off and running for us because now you see the whole dynamic of dynasty you just all come together as one unit and individual and then you see that rolodex where it doesn't matter which which uh dimension you get out of dynasty whether it's me and sway me and jackson Derek and jackson Derek and and sway or jackson and sway you don't know what you're gonna get out of us you know it's gonna work you know we're gonna deliver so being able to have that and display that in front of a wide crowd, not only live, but online. It's amazing because you don't know who's going to watch. And like they always say, you never know who's watching you, right? Mm-hmm. Being like having that the uh, the avenue of being broadcast on YouTube on pay per view. I mean, you're you're getting more eyes on yourself. You're getting more eyes on the promotion. And as wrestlers, I mean, that's really what you want, just to be able to get your names out there, to continue to grow, and just to build up the brand you're a part of and yourselves. Yeah, that's the that's the main key, and like the beautiful thing about it is that Crossbody and IWS have built a relationship together mm-hmm. with Big Ben and Shane Hawk. They have a, a good relationship with each other. Recently, they had the seminar that was hosted at Crossbody. Um, on the trips up to IWS, we're traveling with Big Ben. Some on the the first couple of trips up there, we were traveling with Big Ben, and you know what I mean. That's what kind of built our dynamic and solidified our stand to really make the charge into crossbody was those trips and him seeing us work hard with his own eyes. Now, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a whole different atmosphere. We're all out of our element when it comes to Montreal. 
We're not in our backyard anymore. So it's all of us. We all have to deliver because now we're representing Ontario and the Ontario mm -hmm. when we go out to Montreal, right? So, and those spots are very limited. So it's very important that you do show out. You go out there, you put on a show for everybody to remember because it goes on the long way. And we're seeing this development now between IWS and Crossbody coming together. They're coming together. We're coming to the throne, coming for the throne, which is about to drop real soon. That is a collaborative event with Crossbody and IWS. And we're just proud to just be a part of this journey and be a part of this ride. Now, where did your love for professional wrestling start? Like, what was your earliest wrestling memory? Oh, I, I'm a 90s baby. I was born in 1990. <laughs> so I go, I can go all the way back to the Attitude Era, even beyond that, back in like the superstar, third era superstars, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where my love for it came. Um, it's from like, not only just like my parents, my parents were hit or miss with like pro wrestling. If it was on, they did dabble in, they'd watch it, right? But then it was like my older cousins and stuff like that. I used to live in New York um, for a little bit. So when I was out there, like older cousins influenced me on that from when I was young, young, young with the WWF and following the WWF and WCW and then being back out here when you had TSN, you'd get Nitro right after school. So right after school, <laughs> I'd be watching WCW Nitro replays because I wouldn't be able to stay up that late. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so I was, I've always loved the whole pro wrestling scheme of things and just being blessed with the opportunity of my family just being very open and with just culture. I remember even watching Lucha Libre and just, you know, seeing it on the Espanol channels and uh, watching AAA from when I was a kid and mm -hmm. getting my first glimpses of some of the luchadors out there. And that's what my love for the Cruiserweights and seeing guys more my size because Dirty Referee is larger than life, especially back then. Yeah. You're larger than life, superhero size. And like when you're seeing WCW and the ECW and the Lucha Libre and the Japanese style, I was very blessed for just being very young and being um, very influenced on like the independence very early too. So I seen more, more of the pro wrestling world outside just WWF at a younger age. And that's what made me fall in love with it. There's just more to the world, you know what I mean? A pro wrestling. It, it's funny how much of an influence that can have on a person because I mean, you watch WCW or ECW where you'll see some smaller guys, see the cruiserweights there. And like, if you're watching, you know, just WWF and that's all, then like you're just going to see those big guys and maybe not think like this is something that you can do. But knowing, you know, seeing like a Rey Mysterio out there or like a Billy Kidman, you see them wrestle, they're, they're a smaller, a smaller stature. And it, it makes you think like, hey, this is something I can actually do myself. Yeah, totally. And that's basically where it stems from. My love from pro wrestling really stemmed from the cruiserweights, the X division, and just seeing that style blossom and then just transfer into the WF and seeing how much of an influence that style and that guys of that stature have became for pro wrestling in general, being the fundamental foundation of pro wrestling of what it is today. It's the mm -hmm. exhibition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So, and all forms from WWF to AEW to Impact, where it originated to, you know, it's from all forms of pro wrestling, the X Division has made it stamped. And that's what really made me fall in love with this and made me say, okay, I can definitely do this, was the X Division era with their earlier of Amazing Reds and seeing, like, Rey Mysterio on his independent run at one point in time, Eddie Guerrero on his ROH run at one, one point in time. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Eddie Guerrero uh, uh, Amazing Red matches at the time. Like, those are just like, okay, 
I definitely need to see some way, somehow, I'm going to get involved in this pro wrestling business. Now, I mean, when when do you think, like, you're going to put pen to paper and get involved with wrestling? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I believe it's, like, training. Like, you, when, you, when you're signing on and giving your rights away, that if anything happens to you, <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> That's when you're basically giving it up, and it's like, okay, this is where it's starting, right? So, mm-hmm. during the lockdown, um, it, Battle Arts has been around for about the past, like, 10 years or so. They really they recently did their 10-year anniversary. Um, Battle Arts Academy out here in the GTA, funded by Santina Morella, Anthony Corelli, um, that basically was a blossom for a lot of guys to the GTA to really follow their dreams in this pro wrestling journey. Um, and him opening up those doors and then having the various trainers that came into it. During the long, I was there about 2016, 2017 in the early portions, but I never really took pro wrestling serious. I was just doing it for exercise. I loved like yeah. CrossFit. I never really liked the traditional just rate training and strict rate training. I love full body workout and you get that in pro wrestling, right? And then I have a background in acting. I have my actra, my unionship and stuff like that. I have a history of doing extra work and stunt work in the past, right? So seeing that I can blend the two worlds together in pro wrestling, I was like, okay, I am not turning back now. Mm-hmm. And the lockdown, everything was stopped. So like your whole shoot, work life, everything is, the whole world stopped. So I was like, if there's any opportunity now, to start something, start a new hobby, start new any new ventures, it's now. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of this. And it, during a time where like everybody's getting depressed and down themselves, they don't know what's gonna happen. During that time, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise for me. Because now I took progressing serious and like you said, pen slip paper and like <laughs> in my heart, I'm like, okay, there's no turning, turning back now. And just throughout that whole lockdown, the first two years is just like in the times where they tell you not to go into the gyms, I'm sneaking in, getting that, getting my roles and getting my stuff in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, building and building, and that was the big help that catapulted us, and that's where I met Jackson and built my relationship with Jackson Roy. And that's how the whole dynasty dynamic started to build from there. After the lockdown opened, boom, it was off to the races. Uh, you had mentioned, like, you had kind of, you know, you started going 2017, but not really taking it all that serious uh, what was it that kind of drew you to originally going to um battle arts like i said it was just i just to, to clear my mind just get yeah. that free time to just get that exercise in at the time i was i was, was going through building my media uh, uh company um and then i was in the mix of different jobs during that time also school college i was in school going for journalism radio broadcasting as well um, and I had a lot, I had a lot going on at that time. So just finding an escape and then seeing that this was opening, they had a couple of WD trials. I've seen a couple of events happening and it was SummerSlam, um, SummerSlam Toronto. That was uh, 2019? 2019. That's when I was like, okay, let's, 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 let's dig deep in there because I went to a smash seminar. Cause mm-hmm. at first I thought it was like open for everybody. So I went to one of the smash shows that happened. Chris Hero was there. Zach Sabre Jr. was there as well on that show. And a bunch of the notable like independent guys in Ontario, like the Brett Banks, the Terrence of the World, uh, Frankie the Mobsters. Like, <laughs> um, they were there. And I remember even Vita Scott. I remember Vita Scott was there too. So it's funny how it's like a full circle moment 
this journey will take you on because that seminar, I remember I went in there, I think it was like the opening for all entry levels, but really this guy knew a lot of people in there had some like pro wrestling trading to them. Mm-hmm. The one outsider. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do here? Like, I'm in the wrong place, wrong time. But hey, it turned out I was at the right place at the right time because Zach Xavier Jr. was like, just come in with me. Mm-hmm. Locked up. And my first set of locking up was with Zach Sabre Jr. So that's something that I hold deep down in my heart. And I'm holding on because when Impact comes December 9th, see how things come full circle. He's going to be in that tag match at Battle Arts Academy, which is the home where I'm training at now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those full circle moments where it's like, hey, like, this is where it all started. Look where I'm at now. And like, yeah, it was during that time, 2019, I was like, okay, it's fine. Go to Battle Arts. Take this serious. Went to Battle Arts, signed up, did a couple couple months of training, then the lockdown happened, hit us, and then boom, we thought it was a wrap. But mm-hmm. I found a way, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Got my way in there and just kept it going, just kept it going. Just stick to the ground. I was like, if I can just keep keep active, keep these roles, learning my fundamentals during what I was taught to me during the time before the lockdown, if I keep at it, I'm going to be okay once everything's open up, everybody's relaxed, and boom, I'm a head starter ahead of the game. So a good group of us came together. Jackson was one of those guys in the group of us there. We stayed rolling, 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 just keeping our fundamentals sharp, fundamentals sharp. Once everything opened up, it was game over. You mentioned locking up with Zack Sabre Jr. And like, like that must, if you look back at that, that must just be like, like a holy shit moment because like there are like people who, you know, are active wrestlers who will never like experience something like that. Like that is incredible. Yeah. So it was like moments like that. It's like there's always like these signs that I notice along this journey. I was like, you can't turn back now. You can't turn back now. There's a reason why this happened. There's a reason why it was you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not the biggest person in the room. <laughs> like so, like you you're not gonna stand out compared to everybody else. But sometimes you do, depending on wh- where you're positioned, right? So it's like there's a there's all these signs and signals that came along this journey from training seminars I was having with Trent Seven and Trent Seven helping me come out like finishing maneuvers and stuff like that. And Eddie Dennis and Boar helping me work to trying to cut guys down to my size and work into my size. You know what I mean? And just creating different elements to to work towards me. Damien Sandow being a key element to promo work and keeping keen on character development. Gringo Loco being a key to the Lucha style and the base god and showing me how to carry myself in body control. So like, man, like uh, there's a lot, so a lot along these lines and amongst the obstacles that's been in our way as a group, as dynasty, but there's a lot of signs that's helped that just, you know, powered us and fueled us to keep going. You had mentioned, you know, like really buckling down, you know, like end of 2019 throughout the pandemic and like, getting the fundamentals down, continuing growing as a wrestler and as a person. When things open up and you are able to get that first match back, I mean, what is going through your mind after all the work you've been having to put through? Oh, man, like, it's is, it is a trip because I'm not only – I'm excited again because it's not only thinking, okay, I'm having my first match all over again. My very first match was the day before my birthday. 
birthday September 11th. My very first match was September 10th, 2020. So again, that was another sign. Who who gets a birthday gift like that? <laughs> so that was another sign along this journey. I was like, stick to this. There's a reason why you were blessed to even get this opportunity. My father was there to watch my first match. A lot of people don't get these opportunities. You know what I mean? So I was like, keep to it. Um, during the lockdown now, it's the first opportunity for guys like Jackson now for him to get his first match because he never got his first match because of the lockdown. Everything shut down and he never got his very first match yet. Mm-hmm. So now this is his opportunity. So now I'm feeling like it's my very first match all over again. And the jitters, the excitement's happening all over. And we're able to share these moments. And Rising Stars 2.0 was the brand that they were building at Battle Arts at the time. And we do our student shows. So coming back, our main coach at the time, because there's been a series of different coaches that have been taking the lead of the pro wrestling program at Battle Arts. During my time and Jackson's time of breaking in and training, it was uh, Nick uh, Nick Andrews, uh, Stone Rockwell, Asylum, <laughs> formerly part of the tag team Fat Flatliners. Um, the teams are Matt Burns out here as well. They've reunited as a tag team. He also teams with another coach of ours who was Rob Slick Smooth. They were a team as well, <laughs> um, and they were very pivotal in training us and giving our fundamentals during that time. And that transition, during that transition, now we have Gabriel Fraser, Jody Threats leading the charge, Sabre. Um, there's our fine wheelers now there. Greed does pop in training there. So, like, the system that's been set at Battle Arts has been perfect because, like, we've been learning from so much fundamental players and we're seeing their success in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a solid handful of names you just rattled off there that like you are seeing them absolutely crush it on the independence right now. You know, like they're they're the ones featured on the posters. They're the promotions champions. I mean, you mentioned Jody Threat, who someone has been all back and forth through Canada. I mean, in Winnipeg, she's the WPW women's champion right now, you know, like consistently crushing it. So to have that as like a, a group there, that's incredible. Yeah, and it's like, Having that and like having the guidance not only with Nick before that transition, Nick was really he's old school, right? So like he's very develop, um, keen on the cardio, having your fundamentals, being keen on your fundamentals and character work and presentation, making sure you have a gimmick, make sure you have a character, make sure you stand out. So that was one of the key things we're just carrying and building a brand like Dynasty and my own personal brand with Mikey Truth, or just having. A key dynamic and a brand that's going to stand out, that's eye-catching, that's going to catch people's eyes, going to draw people in and have anybody that we're performing in front of be able to invest in and follow our journey. So that was the key thing. And then, like, the Rising Stars shows at Battle Arts, the student shows were the key opportunities for us to get our reps in at the time. And then from there, it's like you got to fly from the nest because you can't really just depend on the student shows for too, too long. And that was it. It's like now we go out. Like I said, PWE was the opportunity to like test it now. And that was one of the first promotions um, outside of Battle Arts, PWE, um, Wrestle Junction, uh, OTT, which is now top tier, made their transition where some of the first promotions that really gave us that opportunity to try this and explore and throw the plane on the wall and see what sticks. Uh, I mean, you've talked about Dynasty, and I mean, there's going to be people who, like, this is their first time finding out about you, finding out about Dynasty. Now, how did 
becoming a part of Dynasty? How did that happen? Um, definitely happened about a year ago. We're going to be going into two years, December. Like, yeah, early December will be two years. It's crazy how fast time has passed. So Dynasty developed uh, over like a year ago, like about the end of 2020. We're going to 2021. Um, and again, me and Jackson, we develop a relationship with just rolling. Jackson has a background in amateur wrestling. I have a background in amateur wrestling as well. Um, and that was our main dynamic that brought us together. And like, we built a relationship between each other just through our training. I knew Sway Archer from before, just popping in and out of Battle Arts and from when Sway was younger. And I always knew me and Sway were gonna work together at some point in time. It just went, you know? <laughs> and um, it just, lo and behold, the stars all aligned. It was Nick Andrews who was the key coach at the time. Nick Andrews was very keen, like I said, when it came to our student shows, he was like, bring your ideas to the table. We'll talk about it, see what works. We'll put it on these mock shows. So what would, for example, end of the month would be, um, would be our student show. The beginning of the month, the second week of the month of that month, we'd have a mock show. So anybody in the gym can watch us. And this is where we're actually trying out to see what works, building chemistry and see he sees where we're comfortable with where our weaknesses and our strong points are so when it's showtime we can shine so again jackson and i were just okay we might end up either resting each other or we might end up working together let's just build this chemistry to just in case nick came to me with the ideas like do you ever have an idea of ever being a manager like do you like what is your like mind state with pro wrestling in, in the long run so that was his key thing just have a game plan for the long term because the in-ring may not last forever. It may not work for you, depending on how this journey goes. Um, and I always thinking, I want to always have my hands involved in pro wrestling, whether it's behind the scenes, as a personality, an interviewer, commentary, or just creative, helping out with storylines or scouting as an agent, something. I always want to have my hands in the pot. Manager also was something I always had in mind. Always, like Jimmy Hart, for instance, was one that I always looked out to. Mm -hmm. As infants, Paul Heyman, of course, you know. So I always had them in mind. Looking for the opportunity, sure, Nick, definitely. Um, would you mind even being a part of a tag team or leading a group? Sure, Nick. <laughs> yep. Definitely. So he's like, okay, come up with a couple of ideas, come up with a list of names, shoot it to me through text. And then we'll see what works. We'll see what we can build for the show coming up. So the show coming up was a storm was coming early December 2021. I was like, okay, these are the names that I have in mind. And he's like, who do you have in mind to be part of the group? Immediately I thought about Sway. Immediately I thought about Jackson. Instantly. They're the first mm -hmm. that came to my mind. And I was like, okay, Sway, he has a dynamic. He has the artist dynamic. He can, he can cut promos and talk for himself. Jackson, he has the body, he can be the muscle, the security, you know, and he he can work on his own. And that was a big thing about Dynasty. I wanted everybody to have their own uh, own identity within this group. I didn't want you just throwing a t-shirt and just because they have the t-shirt on, boom, you're mm -hmm. no. You're, you have to tell your own story so that when you do have a fan base or people are invested in this group, you have your own story to tell. Yep. They can invest into you. They can invest in the Sway. They can invest in the Jackson. They can invest in myself and vice versa as a group. And that's what I pitched to um, um, to Nick. I said, Dynasty, Neuromorse Mafia, 
which is like a group that I had on WWE2K. Because I don't know if you know about WWE2K, they have like a whole creator rest of community. Yeah. So like that's basically where Mikey True basically came from. Like, like, okay. WWE came to life. So I pitched that. Mikey Truth got the clear. Dynasty, I pitched a couple names. Dynasty, NRM, um, like the family, a bunch of different, the roots and culture, a bunch of different names, you know. <laughs> Dynasty was the one that was like, okay, we're running with this. Ran with it. And then, boom, we did a, a photo shoot. I got a couple of T-shirts. I got a homie on Twitter that was part of the WWE 2K community who made the Dynasty logo for us. And we just to merge the two worlds and i just got everybody collaborative idea onto this sway has his gimmick at the time his other gimmick at the time all uh, the culture king takedown king was jackson roy with his amateur background so i said all right hmm throw the crown on top we definitely will have the crown a part of this image a, a part of this this logo the lion my gimmick was a lion heart i dabble in part of the rastafari culture in the mix of my my gimmick we were all part of Caribbean cultures and our background. I was like, we just throw the line in there. King of the jungle, we run this. That's that's basically the identity of the line. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so that's where it just built from there. And then just the whole dynasty name, the moniker is just being triumphant. We all want to find success, whether within we winning or finding success some way within defeat. We still look strong. We still, we still look hungry. We still look prominent to find um, a glory amongst this journey. And that's what's going to build this dynasty. And when you think about like the pop culture, you think about teams, you think about record labels, there's always that dynamic team, that dynamic duo or that dynamic trio or group. When they believe, like when you go into like pop culture, you think about the boy bands, like <laughs> Backstreet Boys <laughs> and Airstage. You think about hip hop, you think about like, Jay-Z and the, and you think about Dipset, the Diplomats, you think there's so much different. You think about some of the rock bands, ACDC, um, you know what I mean? Misfits, they all had a, a, a dynasty, a time of takeover. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's where I wanted to run with the whole dynasty um, flag and, and, and blueprint from there. And everybody was aboard. Once I pitched it to everybody, everybody's, yeah, it makes sense. There's a little influence of everybody in the mix. And then we ran with it from there, pitch it to, to Nick, and we put it onto the to the students to the, on the student show. And it, it resonated. It resonated with the crowd. Then we took this dynamic out of town into Oshawa. It resonated there. During that time, um, working the little independent shows to Toronto, Oshawa, into Cambridge now, we had the addition of Derek uh, D. Smith. At first, we opposed to Derek. We didn't want Derek in the group. We wanted to just keep this as a trio. Um, and then we just seen the, the element of him being able to tell his story, his redemption story, because Derek was going through his story, just finding a new him and a new meaning. I was like, okay, this will work perfect. Derek and Jackson were feuding at the time. And I was like, we'll tell this story of you being frustrated and find, reaching that, that wall. And instead of finding a way to break us, you join us. <laughs> And we build from there. We change your dynamic from there. And boom, that was his road to redemption. And him telling that story was all through Crossbody now. Mm -hmm. Build your name on your own. Um, and you have to build your loyalty within the group. You have to build, show us like you're, you're legit. You're in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even when you're on your own. And then Xavier Walker was the extension to the States now. Xavier Walker 
uh, Big Flexi, he works for like Glory Pro, Freelance. Um, that was a connection on the state side. He was working the OTT shows, which was only the toughest, which is a, a promotion that I ran real quick uh, throughout the 2021, early 2022 season. And then they transitioned now. They're being called Top Tier. And now they're running our show out in Hamilton in December. We'll be on that show as well, December 10th. Um, on that, that's where I met Xavier Walker. I wasn't even supposed to be his manager at the time. This was the first time I'm getting my manager chops now. Being the first time I'm going out as a manager in mm -hmm. wrestling. And um, it worked. Our chemistry just gelled. Gelled like as if I knew him my whole life. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're similar in age. Um, he's from Detroit. When we built that dynamic, he told me about his partner, Rand Jones, and how he was struggling about building um, the resonance of his tag team and building the structure and seeing what we were doing in our dynamic with Dynasty. It looked legitimate. He, he believed in it, and we just took it from there. And from OTT, we kept our relationship strong. He was getting booked at Super Kicked Out in, in Toronto. We tried our dynamic out there where I managed him and Rand Jones and Sheldon Jean uh, from Impact. And boom, we just continuously to build. And then that's how like the dynasty thing just continued to just grow. Like best way I explain with everybody's like dynasty at this point is growing as like a family, like how you've seen like NWO or like Bullet Club, you know what I mean? Like there's so much different branches to it now. Yeah. Roots. Yeah, there's all the extensions, you know, but ultimately it all comes back to the one family. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, I have to ask about your finishing move because I mean you've mentioned uh inspiration from the spiral tap and like I saw a clips of this and it is absolutely incredible. How did you come up with this? Ah uh, man, I gotta thank just having a trampoline and just being like my friends, <laughs> getting us in like gymnastic class for like the free two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Those two week trials and gymnastics and stuff. Oh <laughs> uh, man, no, just I've always been very active from just young, just very active being, in, whether it's just track and field or gymnastics, parkour. I've always been just, you know, very, very active b-boying, dancing. So I've always been very capable to con having body control. It's just a key thing with me. Um, and there's been a head start for me in pro wrestling. It's been a big help, you know, to stand out. So like mm -hmm. the move, Basically, it was is an OD to AJ Styles and Amazing Red because that's where it originated from. It was the X Division. That's where it's like it locks me in. Uh, when I first seen it from when I was a kid, I was like, man, I got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> how to do that. So, like, from when I was younger, having the trampoline, I'd be practicing from doing, like, 630s to Phoenix, Phoenix splashes. I was always doing flips, and that's what I was kind of known as from when I was a kid, a group of us. We used to do free running throughout high school, and that's what we were known as. So I was able to just pull it off. And then, like in training at Battle Arts during the lockdown, when we were fooling around, I just started to pull out the, the the mattress and just try. I'd hit like my swanton, swanton's boom. I tried to do the springboard four uh, fifties and springboard moves, just ODs to like the Hoovertu Guerreros and the Ray Mysterios of the world, and just seeing. Just how to just pushing myself, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try this spiral tap and see if I can connect it. I just got that rotation. And it's just, it's just body control. As soon as you get that rotation from when you start, your body just follows. And it's like, to me, it's like time just stops in that split seconds. 
time just feels like it just starts, it freezes, and boom, I just impact and I just hit. I just hope for the best. (laughs) I just hope for the best on the landing. Well, I mean, I saw even you had a tweet uh, breaking down the uh, Swanton 450 and just the mechanics behind that. And like, to me, as you know, as a fan, I never think about the mechanics and what goes into a move. But then like, here you are, you know, you have the clips of you trying it out, breaking it all down. And I found that absolutely fascinating. Oh, man, I'm I'm happy you even caught that. But yeah, man, like, I feel like when I seen when I see tweets like that especially like especially the luchador stuff is people need to realize how difficult this stuff really is especially to be able to do it consistently hitting your target each and every time on a live show with that amount of crowd just in your ears and being able to hit these death-defying moves people need to understand really how hard this is so being able to break it down and just it's elements, you know, just to, just to help understand. It's like the Swanton 450 was a move I always wanted to, I was thinking about doing and always wanted to do. Once I seen Leo Slated, Leon Slated pull it off, I was like, okay, it's possible, but he got that. Let him have that. <laughs> Let him have that one. But I want to see if I can pull it off and actually like break down the mechanics of it step by step. And I was able to do it. I'm now at this point just being able to clean it up and just make it as crisp as possible. But yeah, it's like step by step getting that swanton is the first part and just getting the, the just the, the clean motion and the hesitation, just bending somewhat of bending time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that motion. And from the moment you get the swanton in, now you got to work on the 450, which is a whole nother element in itself. But if you have that background of gymnastic background, it's a lot easier. If you have that athletic background, the body control, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to do. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, the BWI uh, top 500. You were number 307. And I wanted to know what it's like being recognized by your peers uh, when it comes to that. Ah, uh, man, I'm, that, that almost brought a tear to my eye. I can't even, I can't even from because we're not even doing this for that long. There's a lot of guys that's on that list as we're doing this five, 10, 20 plus years. You know what I mean? The list, the, the list of names that are on there, on TV currently signed contracts, contracted players right now, the best wrestlers in the world listed on that, and just to be amongst those pairs, it it, it hits, it hits a, a, a real soft spot in the heart and the soul because now it's like okay, again, there's no turning back. This is another badge, another sign that you're here for a reason, and do not turn back now. Do not. And it's another it's another thing of like the pressure's on, all right? Because now there's a whole other generation of guys that are looking at that list and they're now trying to see, are you really up to that? And can you level up and continue to level up to that? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's another thing that I'm starting to tell people too, that if you're on any of these lists, yeah, it's cool. And like, I don't really hold any list to any high regard. Yes, it's a blessing. I thank you. Honestly, it's a thank you. But again, I don't put it in the mindset where like I put myself on a higher level or put myself on a pedestal or think you're greater than. No. It puts stress on you now because now it's like now you have to level up. How good are you really? Mm-hmm. And now it's time to put yourself to the test amongst the peers that are on that list too. 
And as this journey goes on, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, your 2023, I mean, for all all accounts, was uh, a really great year. You know, you, like some of the matches you were a part of were fantastic. I mean, like I, this was my first year being introduced to your matches, you know? So like that right there, like I'm, I'm, I'm hyped on that, but like for 2024, I mean, what do you hope to be able to accomplish? What have you set your sights on? Ah, oh, man, 2023 has been amazing. And I can't like, it's been a roller coaster ride from, Stuff that's happening personally with family and that that turning into a better a better betterment for the betterment, especially for like my mother wasn't doing too good during the times like I was in like tournaments and wrestling at the same time, and like her health health completely turned in three sixty and got completely better during the rise of everything as well. So that took a lot of stress off my back, a lot of weight off my back, and to really channel in on pro wrestling and really focus. You know what I mean and. It's not only just myself, just seeing those amongst me also win too. The guys in Dynasty, Xavier Walker, all of them being listed on on the list as well. Um, and getting and getting that number being toted as some of the best in the world. Um has <clears throat> been a blessing. And just getting the opportunity to showcase and tell our story on IWS, on Crossbody, on IWTV being able to hit all these different networks. Um, we're seeing our matches on Fight Network, and that's on TV, on TV network now. Being able to do extra work and do stuff with Impact, which, man, I never thought I'd fathom. I remember prior to the pandemic, Impact, they did Rebellion, and I remember watching the latter match with the Lucha Bros and Proud and Powerful uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz. I remember watching that with my godson. And then now flipping over i'm there doing extra work and now i'm rubbing shoulders with some of the guys that are asking uh, and getting feedback from some of the guys that are on the roster it, it, it's an absolute it's a triple and it's a blessing and it's like it, it reassures you once you have your mind set on something stay consistent on it and great things will happen and man 2023 we're still at the founding ending of it and Great things are about to happen. A debut for Courage Pro coming up. Like I said, we have top tier. They're going to be running out the end of the year with, with Crossbody Pro Wrestling and just hitting different new territories, not only throughout Canada. Um, the goal going into the new year is to travel now. The passport's here. We got some championship gold here. <laughs> <laughs> we want some more. We want some more. So, yeah, getting some more gold within the group with its tag team, more trios gold, singles championship gold within Dynasty and building our building our name as a group, growing even more. Um, like I mentioned, like even shouts out to uh, Carmen, who's out, uh, Carmen Petrovic, who's out in NXT. She was once part of the Dynasty group before she ended up getting signed. Seeing her blossoming, seeing her fl uh, flourish, just seeing everybody win has been amazing. But for 2024, we want to continue this momentum. Want to stay consistent. Now we want to travel. Being able to see some of our coaches like Ferreira and Jody Threat, them working for Warrior Wrestling, them going to the UK, going or getting signed to Impact. Seeing these things happening in real time, it's like we can do it too, and we will be doing it eventually. And that's what we want for 2024: is um, traveling, seeing the world, yeah. now. exposure. <laughs> 
Okay, now I like to ask everybody for a match recommendation. So one that you are a fan of, and it can be from any promotion, WWE, TNA, WCW, anything, that you think the listeners should go check out. Hmm. Oh, man, you put me on this. What? You put me on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be just an X Division banger of a match. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like we should go X Division. I feel like we should go... Uh, amazing red low key that amazing red low key aj styles that era like man like just type it on youtube please it's like nwa mm-hmm. tna era early tna x division when they put the stamp stamp on her even we do um christopher daniels samoa joe aj styles we can even do that one the triple the triple threat that really put the x division on the map and like it's here to stay you know what i mean they've been the foundation of the industry today <laughs> so yeah definitely check that out definitely or if you want something new new um zach saber jr some zach saber jr recently zach saber jr some new zach saber jr from um what is it from new japan oh, oh he had one now i'm put on the spot he had one with Osprey not too long ago yeah. at the Royal Quest show. That was really yes, good. That was Royal Quest. That was amazing. He had the the match with Speedball at the Speedball as well. Yes. yes. So that one was really good. So yes. I mean, some new bangers. Yeah. Zack Saber Jr., Osprey, and Zack Saber Jr. Speedball Mike Bailey. Those are. Mm. Um, what you've mentioned a few of your upcoming shows. Uh, if you have a list of dates, now is a perfect time to uh, let the listeners know where they can find you coming up. Uh, yeah, we definitely have coming up um, this weekend. Actually, we got um, some crossbody upward tapings on Friday. We got that going on um, on the 24th. On the 26th, we got Courage Pro Wrestling. It's going to be a little Dynasty versus Dynasty situation. There's a team called Careless Dynasty out in the town of Hamilton. We're going to put him out. We kick him out of town and take that spot and run Courage Pro Wrestling here on out. So that's the goal that we have there. Um, Sammy Callahan will be on the card there. So definitely want to check that out. Calvin Tankman will be on the card for that as well. A little Wrestle Revolver influence will be on the Courage Pro Wrestling show. Definitely check that one out. Uh, Fleurs will be doing a triple threat on that match as well with um, Warhorse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, what we else we have coming out top tier in December. We'll be running off the year December 10th with top tier. That's a big show out as well in Hamilton. And then we're running off with Crossbody for the rest of the year. Those are like the main, main things. And then top of the new year, we're back with IWS. We back, we back. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, for the listeners, if they're not already following you, where can they find you on social media and anything else you would like to plug? Um, yeah, you can find me on all socials at Mikey Truth. I am Mikey Truth on Instagram, Mikey.Truth on Twitters, on the TikToks, the the X, the threads, you name it, <laughs> across the board. Yeah, that's where you can find me out. Check out and follow all the Dynasty guys, Jackson Roy, Sway Archer, D. Smith, Xavier Walker. Follow their journeys as well. If you follow me on the socials, you'll definitely see them tagged. And yeah, um, keep, keep, keep tabs. We'll be doing stuff at our home base at Battle Arts Academy as well. I'll be written out in the Mississauga, Toronto. 
location as well. And yeah, we set we set to take over the 2024 and continue this dynasty wave. Mikey, thank you so much for joining me today. This was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a blessing to be on the platform with you and getting this opportunity and just being able to tap in. It's amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you so much to Mikey and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at Grainmaker Pod. Um, basically all social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms. And you can find me every Saturday with my good friend Plugo doing four exposure up on Love Wrestling as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.